what is how do how do we pronounce Shade's name again? You, I feel you like got we this. go through this every time. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do it. I'm you gonna got do this. it. Um, I should have pulled up. Ah, you are the reason I need to. Find. I believe. I believe her name. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you're crazy for that being your song of the week. You're wild. That is no. That's actually, no. If I don't, if I don't stop fucking around, like they're actually gonna be like on. My Spotify wrapped as like my <laughs> that's like that's my true. fifth, like my fifth or fourth. Like it, I need to stop fucking around. Queer, black, soundtrack, give it to me, baby. groovy, right on, right on, funky, <laughs> oh yeah. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Welcome to Queer Black Soundtrack. Your bi-weekly, bisexual destination for supersonic funk. I'm your host, Lana. And I am Jamar. And it's time to get into this motherfucking groove right now. Let's get into the groove. Get into it. How are you feeling today, friend? Uh, Today I'm a wreck. I'm on the ground and I'm just starving and I'm crawling and I'm a bottom feeder. I'm just terrible. Okay, let me stop. Um, well, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, so happy Mental Health Awareness Woo! Month. That is May. Um, definitely taking time to get back into my spirituality. I've been like purchasing some crystals and just meditating with them and just getting closer to my uh, you know, spiritual integrity and strength, my power, my inner power. So, you know, we're in a we're we're working. We're working towards completion here. Yeah. Period. Um, I am doing okay. I'm doing okay today, taking it one step at a time, trying to be more positive, focus like not focus so much on the negative. I do that a lot sometimes. So today mm-hmm. I'm just trying to make sure that I keep things in perspective and realize that good things are happening to me um simultaneously to you know whatever else comes so you know just being grateful for what i have and you know trying to hold on to that gratefulness as the days go by yeah absolutely copy that (laughs) copy that copy that all right (laughs) all right friend so what's your song of the week hmm my song of the week this week is i'm gonna give it to rosalia i'm gonna give it um saoko rosalia yeah Saoko, papi, saoko. Fuck el estilo. Fuck el style. Because fuck el style. Like, period. Fuck el style. Like, fuck el style. I, I, I butchered that for sure. I, I cannot speak Spanish to save my life, but yes. Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican. I'm obsessed with Rosalia and uh, Raul. Oh, Ale. Raul. I, I can't. Mm-hmm. With Raul, it's literally he's so, cool. he's so his name is annoying because it's so spelled so difficultly, but it's literally just Raul. But you just say it like Raul. <laughs> Raul. Yeah, it's like he's yeah. so kind. I'm I'm obsessed no, with them kind. as a couple. I think they're so cute. I'm obsessed yeah, with their adorable. aesthetic. Yeah, their little gorgeous. EP. They dropped like a little EP together. And it's good. Yeah. Well, Beso is good. Beso is a good one. <laughs> not you basically saying fuck everything else but Beso. Not fuck everything <laughs> else, but it definitely it definitely was just like not, I don't know. It didn't click. It didn't stick. Like I wasn't stuck with it. it just Beso gave what it needed to give. But what's your song well, you know, you? I don't, I don't understand Spanish, so like sometimes the music is just good. Um, That's true too. My song of the week is I'm embarrassed to say it, but I'm a, so I'm gonna sing it. 
You are the wings I need to fly away. I feel it, I feel it, I feel like I fell through the ceiling, the ceiling, the ceiling. Listen. Listen. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something. These three related white men have such a chokehold on me <laughs> that it is crazy. I... I'll say this. I'll say this. I'm not embarrassed to say it. I'm obsessed with the Jonas Brothers. I love the Jonas Brothers. But they did something on Wings. They actually snapped. Mm. It's so good. It's so good. And it's and it's short. It's so yeah. I love a short song that leaves you wanting more because it's it's mm-hmm. only like two. It's under three. It's an under three minute song. So it's one of those songs where it's just like, damn, y'all couldn't make any more. But there's like Nick sings a verse, Joe sings a verse, and it's like. Mm. It's 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 actually love I, I'm obsessed. I love me some Nick Jonas. Mm. You know, I'm a I'm a Joe Stan. I'm a Joe Girly. I'm a Joe Girly, but I see where you're coming from. Yeah, and like diabetes. Hi. <laughs> um, but I'm a fan of Game of Thrones, so that's all I'm gonna say. Oh, period. Uh, winter is coming. <laughs> actually, summer is coming, which I'm really excited for because it's been cold, low key. Summer is coming. I'm about to go out. I'm really about to go outside and shake my ass. Um, if you are queer and black, I would also recommend that you come outside and shake your ass with me. I'm going to a pride party on the 18th that features uh, Boston Cherry, uh, a local Brooklyn queer DJ who's also, well, not also, but who's queer. And they're really cool. And a deer who I've been following on Instagram. They don't, they don't know me. I just stalk them on Instagram. But I'm going to their party on January 8th. 18th and on the fourth and on the 24th i'm going to go see amorphous who is also a uh, queer black dj who if you don't if you haven't seen them like on instagram they're the ones that make all these like cool like mashups um they did like a beyonce and solange mashup as of recently that beyonce like put on like one of her like oh yeah Mm -hmm. oprah bought him a laptop (laughs) right like i want a laptop oprah yeah, no, um, like they're really con- they've worked with like Kalani and like Brie Runway and Ray and put out this fabulous yeah. EP and I yeah I'm DJ a Khaled, I'm, really yeah. Ex- I'm really excited to to see them. Yeah. Um, so, and if you're queer and black, you're also really invited to these spaces, and yes. I would love to see you and come shake your ass with me. Yes, happening Ooh. this June, twenty twenty three, not January, but go off. Pride, um, Pride month, Pride month. <laughs> happy Pride! But this month is Mental Health Awareness Month, and <laughs> I love how that comes right before Pride Month. <laughs> right, because you gotta. Take it's not care. a coincidence. Right, it's not you, a coincidence. When you're walking the streets with nothing on, and you have your poppers and your weed, and you're just walking around with your rainbows and your your rainbows, poppers, your poppers, your and your poppers, weed and your rainbows, and you know you just gotta you gotta take care of your everything inside first. You gotta really take some time to feel yourself in your body and the wholeness, you know, of that, and then go spread your glitter out in the world. For a whole month. And shake that ass and pop that pussy. I'ma shake yep. my ass in the moonlight. I <laughs> wanna shake my ass in the moonlight. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Tanache. Yeah, love you, girl. Shout out to Tanache. Okay, so we want to uh, introduce our new tiers for artists. So we've decided to categorize the artists that we review into tiers, so that it kind of like puts things into perspective into like what kind of artists that we are uh, talking about today and just like you know you, 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 you know what I'm saying you know, okay. you know. so 
We have three tiers as of right now. And we're working on making a fourth tier. You guys let us know what it is. But right now we have the sister tier. It's so like our sisters or our sisters. They're like they are people that we are kind of growing with as they make their music. So like for reference, like Kalani mm-hmm. would be like sister tier, like mm-hmm. in terms of like music because like we didn't grow up on this music and our parents didn't grow up on the music, but this is kind of like newer music that we're experiencing. We're kind of growing with the artists and watching them become like the legends that they are going to be eventually when they reach legendary status. And then we have auntie tier, who is, th- those are the women that we did kind of grow up on. Grow up on. Those mm-hmm. are like our collard green making, incense burning. Mm-hmm. Um, the women that have really defined this generation yeah. of music. Yeah, so like, you know who an auntie is. And then we have Mother Tear, mm-hmm. who's obviously like, you know, like Beyonce is like Mother Tear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are like the ultimate, like supreme tears, the, the women that we're talking about or people that we're talking about. We're, we won't always be reviewing women, but people that mm-hmm. we're talking about um, in terms of tear. And then we're working on a fourth tier. Um, I think it should be stepmother, like someone who's like kind of come, which is just kind of meeting mother or it could even be just someone that we kind of like we kind of like dislike but like mm-hmm. we, we we hate like we hate to love them type of thing mm-hmm. and then jamar is like yeah i think we should do Jamar's- a daughter tier or at least like a mm-hmm. niece niecey poo niece tier you know because mm-hmm. i feel like there should be somebody there should be a tier below sister that's like i see mm-hmm. you girl i see you daughter like i see you <laughs> but you know you know because you can get inspired by your kids you can so Facts. yeah, so let us know. Let us know what you think. Stepmother or daughter yes. or both or whatever. Yes, you guys let us know, and we will add on that fourth tier. Um, it's a new so frontier. Today, it's a new frontier. It's a new frontier. <laughs> Tracy Turnblad. Tracy um, Turnblad, you get here right now. Want to own my own laundromat? Um. But today we are actually going to be re-recording episode that we recorded last week. Um, it is the Sade episode. Yes. We had to remove it because of the audio issues, but now we're back and now we're black and better than ever. Mm-hmm. So, so let's talk about it. Since we just introduced these new tiers, like let's talk about it. Like, what tier do you think Sade like falls under? Mm. Well, for me, Sade is definitely auntie tier. Um, only because Sade, for me, is the type of music I play when I'm, like, cleaning my house and, like, walking around, like, you know, vibing. Like, I can listen to Sade if I'm, like, you know, having a little bottle of wine. I'm just, like, you know, laying in bed, whatever, like, doing homework or something. But I feel like more more often than not, I'm listening to Sade when I'm cleaning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, uh, uh, I originally was going to put Sade, honestly, under the mother tier. And I think that for some people that that actually could be where she lives. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, when I think of Sade, like I really had to think about Sade's music and what it really like looks like in like a person and just like in real life. And Sade looks like, you know, someone who is a, a black woman who is, you know, is still in her nightgown. Um, who's mm-hmm. getting ready for a night out on the town, or just mm-hmm. like just trying to decompress, or even just trying to decompress, has her bonnet on, but still like getting her makeup done, like getting sexy, but it's still maintaining like their blackness and wholeness and you know everything that's inside of them. And I think that really radiates auntie energy. Mm-hmm. I think Sade is definitely like those older, sexy women who are 
who are still very sexual and still like very connected to like their sexuality but it's very like (laughs) it's very like still like i want to keep like that classiness about me like i want to keep that Mm -hmm. yeah like like, that sensuality she's very sensual but she's very graceful like she really embodies femininity in a in a graceful Mm -hmm. way like it's all about grace and it's all about that you know statuesque just you know just natural grace that divine, right. divine goddess energy. It doesn't doesn't leave the house with a bonnet on. Not that there's anything no. wrong with that, but 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 the Sade's of this world, they don't leave. No, they don't leave no, the house no, with a bonnet no, on. No, 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 They do not leave their house without their eyebrows filled in. No, 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 no. no, no. Yeah, they don't do that. The girlies don't do that. So no. yeah, I think she's definitely auntie, but she's like she's like cool aunt, like auntie, auntie Sade. Mm. She's cool because she can't cook. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she don't have no option but to be cool because she's not feeding us. But she will sit down and, and teach us lessons and tell us stories. And she doesn't smoke. Like, she doesn't, like, smoke. But, like, she gets that you do smoke and she don't give you a hard time for it. You know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. She, She'll be like, y'all, y'all can do all that foolishness. It. Y'all can do all that foolishness in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, you can smoke in my backyard, mm-hmm. but just be chill about it. Just be chill mm-hmm. about it. And she's, like, the type of aunt that you don't call aunt. You just, like, the, you know, Sade. You mm-hmm. just call her Sade. Sade. Mm-hmm. No, you call you call you call her by her first name. She's mm-hmm. young. Sade. She's hip. She's cool. Mm-hmm. Sade. Sade. Helen Fala Sade. Fala mm, Sade. Fala Sade Adu. Helen. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to say this in a way that's not like choppy. Helen Fala Sade Adu. Helen Fala Sade. Fala. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Never as good. Never as good. <laughs> Never. Um, <laughs> so she's apparently, she's alleged, allegedly, allegedly, she is Nigerian born, um, mm. but she grew up in Britain. Mm. She grew up in Britain. She not a main. Yeah. She not a fucking you know I main. Mean? In it. And you know what I've always thought was kind of about Sade? Super, super was that it's not only the name of the singer like that's not just her name like that is the name of her band like her mm. band fucked with her so hard that they were like you know what <laughs> it's just you babe let's just name the band after it. you take it you got it take you it. got that it's yours <laughs> take it it's yours it's yours it's always gonna be that's yours that's for sure you know what I mean <laughs> like on that's it, what it's it. giving yeah yeah she um but I love Sade because her, I think Beyonce said it the best, but that her song, her um, her style of music, it just never changes. She's very, she's very loyal and she's very consistent in terms of like her their sound of music, her sound of music. Mm-hmm. Like you will hear Sade and you always know that it's a Sade song. Mm-hmm. Agreed, agreed. I mean, that and I vo- think that her vocal that is... has always been so unique. Like I've never really right. heard someone else sing like her. I've heard people attempt to have her essence like snow allegra for example one of like Mm -hmm. prince's most recent prodigies before he passed away like she's she knows she'll go on stage with the slick back ponytail and sing her like lo-fi r&b you know songs and the glittering outfit with the colored lights but you know the vocal is just never quite there like shade had this sort of tenor sort of range to Mm. her voice that just was so different you know so you tenor but tenor but still very feminine Mm-hmm. Um, unique. The first <laughs> unique, unique. Um, the first time I heard Shade was actually, um, in, in the car. Um, 
the the man formerly known as my father mm-hmm. uh sometimes when i would get into the car with him he would play music that was obnoxiously loud all the time all the time but i remember the two two songs that always like really stood out to me um and it was diamonds are forever forever mm. that was the first time i ever heard that was in the car with him and then also um kiss of life mm. by Sade. and i was like it, it was just such a hard um difference from like all the other stuff that he was listening to at the time that was playing just like really loud i was like oh this is like really <laughs> soft and i was like what the hell like right. Go, and, going, and I going, from, going from dmx to look at the sky it's the color yes! of love. Oh, like. no. no, that's literally that's literally how it be. And I by like the third time I I heard the song, I was I was actually just like singing along to it. <laughs> I don't even think it took me three times to listen to it. I think by like the the second chorus it came out, I was like, ooh, you gave me a kiss of love. Kiss of because it brought me it brought me to such a place of of ease and mm. relaxation and even though i wasn't like in a romantic state back then what the music did was lift me from a place that i felt was less less vulnerable mm-hmm. and put me into a space where i really felt like oh this is calm this is like peaceful mm-hmm. like this is what music is supposed to feel like in your body this is what music is supposed to do and even though i didn't realize that at the time i think that i still go back to that place when i hear this song and it doesn't you know it doesn't trigger me or anything um what it does is it, it kind of brings me back to like that that calmness or that was the only time that i really felt super safe in that mm. and, you know environment absolutely so like when i hear yeah. when i hear sweetest taboo I, I, don't know, I still say sweetest taboo. I don't even say sweetest taboo because I'm just like, I hear it in her voice. Sweetest Ta- taboo. Like, taboo. Yes. Um, I just am instantly taken back to like being in Brunswick Factory and like just my, <laughs> my mom just like looking through racks and racks of clothes and I'm like, all right, mom, like, can we go, please? And then next thing you know, I hear and I'm like, you know, I'm instantly calmed. I'm instantly put into almost like this trance-like state, you know? That just makes me forget that my mom is taking forever at, at Brunswick Cove. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, that I think that it speaks a lot to... Because Sade... Sade was really popular in, like, the, the 80s and mm-hmm. the 90s. Mm-hmm. So I think it just speaks volumes to the music that they created just, like, as a band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amy Winehouse said it best. Sade! Like, Sade was it! Like... <laughs> And, and 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 even to this like even to this day the fact that it still spoke to us as children mm. and we were able to recognize within ourselves like this is this is this is a peaceful this is a moment where i'm at peace even if i'm not at peace i am at mm-hmm. peace because of the music that's playing and i think mm-hmm. that speaks to not only just the power of music but what they were able to create with their music because it would it still had that modern feel mm-hmm. but it was very much like you know for lack of a better word like very old heady yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like it was still sort of like popular secular like was, music, but it was a little. It catered to an adult, contemporary ear. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, and, yeah. And I think it helped as well that they also kind of rebooted and revamped in 2010 with Soldier of Love, because that kind of mm-hmm. allowed us to just see who that was, see who Sade is, and like see you know 
you know, just that comeback, that sort of comeback, that relevance comeback. And even in that come, and even in that comeback, because they have taken several um, hiatuses in between, like the eighties, nineties, the two thousands. They had taken mm-hmm. several hiatuses, and I think the longest hiatus that they took was that like ten, eleven, twelve year gap between like their, um, I think it was a so- between like Diamond Life and The Soldier mm-hmm. of Love. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. I have you're double- so right. Um. Lovers in Rock. Yeah, lovers yep, rock. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lovers rock. Uh, so and yeah, it, I think that was that was definitely their their first biggest hiatus. Continued success and first hiatus, mm-hmm. yeah. and then they took a hiatus from lovers rock when they released in uh, two thousand and mm-hmm. soldier of love, which was released in two thousand ten. So we did our ten year hiatus. Yeah, and then um, one of the other things that makes Sade so special was that the music it wasn't even just the music it was the live performances mm-hmm. that in in a way that like we don't really see like i think that homecoming was probably one of the first homecoming by times. beyonce yeah homecoming by beyonce if you don't know if you didn't know if you didn't know that homecoming was beyonce then you shouldn't even be listening to this podcast but <laughs> homecoming by Beyonce was one of the first times that we saw in history, like um, in in this generation, um, live music and like a live album kind of being prioritized over like a studio album in terms of like popularity and in terms of like respect and recognition. Um, and I think that Sade was doing that at a time where it wasn't normal. Like you go to Sade and like you look at the YouTube videos and her live performances have millions and millions of more views than her actual music videos. Mm-hmm. And you genuinely do not see that. You don't see mm-hmm. that in, in, in everyday like culture and like you don't see those performances. And I think a big part of that had to do with just like the performance elements of it, of the music itself. I remember my freshman year of college my the first time <laughs> um <laughs> i was in stagecraft the stagecraft is like as a class that you take when you're like a theater major or whatever um your freshman year just so that you kind of like understand like tech i guess um and my stagecraft professor like sat us down and he played us one of shawty's songs i can't remember what it was I, i'm pretty sure it was the sweetest taboo but he played for us shot like Sade's like entire sweetest taboo performance and then he was like this is an example of how lighting can transform the stage mm. and it can he move played you. it for us yeah, those, those technical elements can really move you you know yes and he used her and the band as an example of that and that was mm. the first time I ever really thought about it like that thought about it in terms of wow like these technical elements really do create the show create the movement and you paired that with excellent vocals excellent lyrics and ex- excellent stage quality um and that's what you give a shot at because she's not a dancer by any means no. she just has she just has that, that element of it quality she has that yeah it, she has it she's literally she's literally she's literally an it girl literally and and that didn't change from like the 90s to the 
2010 when her last like visual album or visual concert was released onto like music platforms like that did not change you can go watch the sweetest taboo performance from like 30 years ago and the sweetest taboo performance from like 10 years ago and you're gonna get the same quality and vocals and in lighting and just like her that the essence. presence like yeah. you're gonna get the same thing mm-hmm, definitely and, and i think honestly a lot a lot of that sort of her ability to kind of be on stage and own and command the stage and be a performer in that way honestly i feel like in a lot of ways led to the hiatuses because Shade's had a pretty like complex relationship with fame honestly i think when the band got together you know it would what from what i read it's almost like when they got together they just instantly started creating music they were just mm-hmm. this sort of being this this amalgamation that just was in a constant state of flow and the music just wouldn't stop coming but there was a time there came a time where you know the band plus the public the society was putting pressure on Sade to to make more music and to and to perform mm-hmm. more and to record those performances and to be live and be in person and I think she honestly struggled with that just viewing the way that the hiatuses fell I think she kind of found it a little tough to be in the public eye so much and to be so desired you know that's why it's so interesting mm-hmm. to hear that like her youtube videos were or her live performances are have millions of views versus her music videos don't really have anything because it's like people were so they craved that essence of sade live and it's mm-hmm. all it's you know it's just wrapping it looping it back into the theme of uh you know mental health awareness month it's like it can be a lot of pressure on these performers on performers to kind of always provide you with that with their essence and their emotional presence and their stage quality you know it, it's a it's a lot of work and a lot of inner work that has to go on before that can even happen so i think we right. definitely mm-hmm. should be mindful you know of how much we demand of certain performers i so i i don't i watched this video of like lauren hill i think it's a pretty infamous clip but she's talking about how the expectation of for her was to go in after the miseducation of Lauren Hill was to go in and create more of that music. And she was like, we, yeah, she basically said, you know, music was made, but it wasn't good. And she said, well, I wasn't proud mm. of it. But she was like before the reason why the miseducation of Lauren Hill was so successful was because there were a myriad of experiences that happened that took place before she even got into the studio. And she was like, I can't record music without experience. You know what I mean? And I think that's why it took her so long to, to even come out with like the live album that she dropped, which was also really beautiful. Yeah, the unplugged, but, MTV unplugged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and, I, and I, I understand that. But, and I, I do feel like I give my artists or my favorite artists a lot of grace in terms of like putting out music. Like I'm not like, even though I would love more music from Rihanna, I'm not like, she has to put out, she has to put out. She, she has already given us nine years of content. Lauren Kill has given us a masterpiece. If she doesn't put anything else out, like that was a masterpiece and we do not need to hear anything else from her. What I will say is for artists like Normani, and if you're listening to me right now, Normani, bitch, you better get on your Zoom. You better get on your motherfucking Zoom and record some shit. <laughs> no, I'm actually, I'm yes. actually, the way I'm actually so over it, the way I'm actually so over it, <laughs> like, I love Normani to death, but I'm really so sick. Like, girl, if you don't put that album out in the next month, I'm actually dropping you for real. And you're not even getting, like, an, you're not getting an episode. You're getting an unfollow. 
You're not. You're getting, getting an, an unfollow on you Spotify. Listen to me verbatim. You are not <laughs> getting an episode on Queer Black soundtrack if you don't put out an album in the next month. Miss <laughs> Normani, get Cordell. on your Zoom, girl. Get on it, cause what is going on? So yeah, like I I, I understand giving artists grace and like if you want to take a ten here hire artist, but hiatus like that's your business and I completely support that. But that's bitch, your business. For for girls for girls like Normani for for not girls like Norma, for Normani Corday. <laughs> yeah, this get is for your you. ass in the studio. Get, get your that. ass in the studio. Because <laughs> I'm not playing with you. Um. Anyway, back anyway. to Shadi. Back to Sade. Anyway, back to Sade. No shade. So, what do you feel like is a song by Sade that you can relate to in like this time of your life, this period mm. of life? Mm. Good question. Um, I feel like at this very moment, I am kind of uh, in a honeymoon kind of phase right now with someone. So I feel like Kiss of Life is kind of like an anthem. But I think for a lot of years, especially like... Boo! The, the, no, boo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, You know... You wrap me up in the color of love. Like, that's just so beautiful, you know, and I really feel that. But the but for a long time, like, from the pandemic until now, I think um, Is It a Crime was, like, such a powerful song for me. While it is, like, this super sexy ballad of, like, sexual longing and lustful thoughts and, you know, there's a lot of sort of, like, pain and trauma underneath those lyrics of, like, you know, this is someone that you've left or this is someone that you, you know, maybe haven't left, but you know maybe there's some distance maybe they've abused you maybe there's you know there's just so much that could go on that darkness that dark tone underneath the song that i think is like really beautiful and has moved me in a lot of ways um you know is it is it a crime that i still want you and i want you to want me too like you know that is so sort of you know that that impossible feeling of of just wanting something you can't have um, right it's, it's definitely prevalent in 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 young love yeah, especially young queer black love where mm-hmm. you're kind of, when you kind of feel like um I can only speak from from my perspective on this, but I constantly felt like I was chasing everyone else before I met my partner. I felt like I was kind of like chasing everyone else and it was kind of hard to meet someone who genuinely wanted you and was like open about that. Mm-hmm. And it's really really hard to meet someone who is where you're at and then like you guys actually like develop these feelings and you guys can be consistent about showing each other these feelings and you guys can reach an understanding of this is what I want this is what I want and we can fulfill that within each other that 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 does take a lot and it it's a lot of trial and error and our options are you know kind of limited and even though you you and I are both extremely um humble but sexy mm-hmm. and beautiful people right um <laughs> Right. Even even in our even in our sexiness, in our gorgeousness, and we we still have our lim- we still have limited options, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, just just being queer and black, <laughs> you just Literally. have, yeah, um, and identifying like in a way that doesn't align with the traditional um, gender complex, you know, in the binary. Mm-hmm. So that kind of limits our options, and that so you know finding people it's finding people that you actually like and like you too and are willing to like commit to some type of relationship whether it be like monogamous or non-monogamous it it is hard Mm -hmm. yeah finding Um, finding people who accept you is 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 very hard is very difficult mm -hmm. as a black queer person 
So just, you know, shout out to Sade for uh, for her support. Capturing that. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, literally, <laughs> her no, literally, her son uh, came out in 2016 as a trans man, um, Isaac Adu. So, mm-hmm. and, and Sade is an active supporter, an active container for all of what that comes with, you know, so... Shout out to her for holding that space and also just, you know, it, 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 it's 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 hard out here. It's hard out here. Like trans people it's hard are literally, out here. rights are being removed as we speak. So it's it's hard. Um, it's but, hard as shit. Uh, what about you? What's what's um, like a song or some songs that really resonate with you today? Um, I would say never is good. Never is good. Never is good. Never you know. Um, because I think this. <laughs> Never as good. Good. I'm gonna let you finish. No, um, <laughs> um, just talking about you know we love and leave. We never spend a time on regret. Is a possibility. The more we know, the less we see. I just think that those lyrics we speak about just not truly enjoying the time that you have. Like, mm. not even outside of a lover, but just just not enjoying the time that you have in good a times situation. They come and they go. Good times, they come and they go. Like, you really got to live in the moment, especially nowadays, because you never know what the fuck is going to happen. You genuinely do not know what the fuck is going to happen. Some crazy shit is happening all over the world, and you really just got to be in tune with yourself and the people that you love and the people around you and the experiences that you're having. And I have, And I struggle with this. So sometimes, like, I catch myself reflecting on times that I'm like, damn, these are genuinely some of, these are some really, really good times that I, in those moments, weren't even acknowledging them as those. Mm. So I think, you know, a, a song that's talking about it's never as good as, as the last time or anything like that just really encourages you, to, encourages you to live in the moment. And even in my partnership, I got a really... I'm getting better at it, but just really appreciating the time that I have, like with my partner and and loving on them and and being with them, because you know you never really know the next time you're gonna see someone. Um, mm-hmm. So I think "Never Is Good" is a beautiful song. Plus, on top of that, it has like this really nice cowbell <laughs> <laughs> that that is like throughout the song, and I I love I don't care what anybody says, like I love a good fucking cowbell. And if you put it like a nice, it's got like kind of like a disco feel to it as well, mm. um, which I really, really enjoy because I really, really like house, like disco music, like music that kind of makes you want to like bop and pop and all mm-hmm. that other shit. Yeah, it's so. like house, disco, rock, you know, especially the live version yeah. really gives rock for me. But yeah, yeah it is that like. It gets yeah. rock. Rock. It turns into rock. <laughs> it turns into rock. Yeah. It's got, <laughs> it's got that. It's got that house vibe, that house pump. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. How can you, how do you think that you can relate to like Sade as an artist? Mm. Um, I think I can relate to Sade as, as an artist as far as like softness goes. I think like a lot of my creation and a lot of my, especially literally my singing comes from a place of uh, softness and vulnerability. Um, but at the same time, like not like knowing that I'm a beautiful creature and not being afraid to embrace that, you know, not being afraid to be photographed or be seen or be recorded. But, you know, at the same time, carrying some really heavy themes and really talking about love in this sort of expansive way, I think is like forever the goal for me as a as a creator. 
um, constantly finding a new medium to express love and, and the darkness that can be held within love, like in these beautiful, soft, new ways. So I feel like in that way, I feel I feel a, a connection to Sade. Sade the artist. Sade. Daddy. No shade, no Sade. <laughs> no Sade. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I feel like I connect in like the kind of, in kind of an opposite way, I guess. I was I was watching this interview of her where she was talking about the biggest differences between um, her performance. I guess I guess this was like bef- like the first hiatus, like in between like the '90s and the 2000s, mm-hmm. whatever. And she was like, and someone asked her like, "What's the biggest differences? What What's the biggest difference in like live performance now?" And I think she said something to the effect of, um, "Now when she performs." she's just up there having a good time and looking to have like the best experience and before she was kind of dreading like just kind of waiting for the shoe to drop you know Mm. dreading being on stage and being like oh something's gonna happen trying to avoid disaster but Mm. now she can just kind of live in the moment and enjoy performing and enjoying Mm -hmm. the music and everything like that and i think that's how i can relate to her because i feel like a lot of the times even now it's a hard time it's i have a hard time not overthinking things Mm -hmm. um as a person just like in life with Mm -hmm. everything um my artistry jobs life um so i'm working on living more in the moment and not you know feeling like everything is gonna fall apart (laughs) (laughs) right um so i can relate to her in that i guess her timidness initial her initial timidness i guess i can relate to yeah it's very powerful stuff is there anything else that you're thinking about you know We're what? I have a Sade quote that I'm going to leave you all with in honor of Mental Health Awareness Month. And it is, I just want to be who I am in the end. That's all you are anyway. I just want to be who I am in the end. That's all you are anyway. Spoken from the legendary lips of Sade. So you want to be a legend? A statement. statement. A star. A star. A star, 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 star. <laughs> All I really want to be is an icon or a statement. Now it's legendary. 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 And I really want to be. R.I.P. Legendary. Shout out to Sade. Shout out to Sade. All right. Love y'all. Have a queer black day. Thank you for listening to Queer Black Soundtrack. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. To stay up to date with the latest tea and get all the behind-the-scenes content, follow us on Instagram at Queer Black Soundtrack.